We all have big dreams and these fantasy lifestyles in our mind we wish were our reality. Meanwhile, we watch others seemingly make it happen. I'm Rachel Denson, a farm girl turned mortgage guru, moonlighting as your self-help cheerleader. Together, we'll pull back the curtain with intentional conversations and discover how you get there. Hello. Hi. Hi. So here we are for the second time. New podcast name. Yes. New location. New location. We tried the in-person last time. Is this where you always record? Yeah, that's it. Well, no, I kind of move around when I record. Actually, a lot of times I'm standing at my standing desk when I record. But if I have like my coaching calls and stuff, this is usually my spot. So... I did have to clean up a little bit, although you can't really tell behind me. So, hey, it's okay. This is my third spot. My office, I didn't realize how yellow my lighting from my overhead ceiling fan and my lamp are. And there is no amount of selfie ring in the world that fixes that down there. So I ditched that. And then I tried yeah. to use natural light <laughs> by a window and I just like couldn't get my stuff set up correctly. And I thought, you know what? Here I am in the outdoors. So if you hear some leaves rustling, that's what it is. That's all good. I actually did <laughs> just put blinds up. And so you can imagine without the blinds, that was a lot worse than it was. But it looks great. I'm so glad it, w- it worked out that you got that done. Well, welcome to How You Get There, Kimberly. How You Get There guest. Thanks. Listeners. What do we say? Listeners? Viewers? Both, because we're going to be on watch YouTube. Viewers, we're going to be on YouTube. Whatever. Anywhere mm-hmm. where you listen to your podcast, welcome to how you get there. Today we're talking with the lovely Kimberly Myers. She is a realtor with Keller Williams Experience Realty, and uh, has started the Kimberly Myers team. And she is when I'm out now, my closest friends. So we became COVID Aww. besties over the phone. We did. We talked a lot yes. over the phone and um, and realized very quickly that we are very like-minded when it comes to a lot of things about doing business. And I would say doing business in an uncommon way, almost. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I would agree. Because there's not many mortgage brokers I see out there doing what you're doing, you know? So, um, well, thanks. Well, I think too that, you know, we have bonded over the fact that we're both like conference junkies, self-help junkies. And part of what is, I couldn't pinpoint it at first, but a big reason about why I wanted to start a podcast was because I wanted to create a space that we, that people could go and feel like they're in a community to kind of get that hit that a conference and being, uh, in a like self-development, self-growth mindset gives you, except to be able to come and get it wherever you're at every week. Yeah. I love it. Well, and Joel, you know, so which two, so two things about Joel. Hi, Joel. He's, will be listening to this uh, as, he, as he's my <laughs> producer. The last time I tried to do the podcast, so it was about, it was the beginning, like 
first quarter of this year. What would like April or so you think? Cause we yeah, went to empower so. in March mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was a catalyst for me thinking, okay, I need to get what matters to me off the ground. But I was still really trying to do figure out like the back end stuff of podcasting on my own because I thought, mm-hmm. you know, all the self doubt of, I don't need to be spending money on this. You know who, like, I need to try to do it myself. I need to like make it a thing before I actually get help. And well, we see how that went. It went nowhere. I didn't figure <laughs> out anything. <laughs> I didn't figure out anything. I took like one video. It's still on my phone. It's horrible. Uh, not horrible content, but you know, like it does like, I had no idea what I was doing. And so I love that. Like you are always my friend that I can count on to be excited about using some leverage. So if you just want, before I even like dig into about you more, just tell me what you think and explain leverage. Cause I don't think a lot of people think of it like we do. So leverage is using either time or money to get back time or money, I think. So, you know, at the beginning of, I guess it was 2022 is when I hired Jesse, my admin, you know, using her to do some of the things that I'm like, okay, this is not what's making me money. Let's use her to do those things that need to be done, but then I can go focus on things I like or what I want to do or whatnot. And I know we just talked about this. You're going to talk a little bit more about it, but even like a house cleaner or a lawn guy or something like that, like you're leveraging those things to then go do other things. So yeah, yeah. I'm all about some leverage. Let's, you know, work, work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and when you have an idea or like, I think, especially in your in you know, in business, there are tasks that only you can do that you, when somebody hires you to be their realtor, you should be the rainmaker for your business, in my opinion. So you should be going and being their expert. They're not hiring the Kimberly Myers team at this point in time to not work with either Kimberly Myers or like totally Kimberly Myers endorsed like other realtor amongst the team. Right now it's just you. So (laughs) you can't have anybody else do that. But you do have these great ideas and I've loved watching you grow since our friendship started about you've like done data and taken research, which I love. Let other people do your research, y'all. Just take some time to read and like hear what's out there. Because one of the other things you've done, Kimberly, is you invest a lot of your energy and your your sales funnel is back into your book of business because so many people either come from repeat business or they call people that they like, know, and trust people, their friends or family and ask them for their referral. And so you have created, I think, and have in like 24 months really became, I would say, very well known in our community as a realtor that does a lot of community and like client-based focused events. But in those you know, you believe obviously are going to make you money, but Jesse can be the one that handles some of that administrative legwork while you go be Kimberly Myers, who's giving somebody a valuation on a list price and explaining, you know, what working with a realtor is about, you know, et cetera. You can go be that expert while she does this because it's eventually going to make you money 
or you hope, you know, you believe right. it's going to make you money or yeah. else you wouldn't be spending money on it. But right. you, somebody else could do it. I heard a statistic that only 17% of people remember their realtor's name within a year after doing a real estate transaction. And I'm like, that's not going to be me. So, you know, I like to say that the closing is just the beginning of our relationship. So, you know, we're yes. prepping for our Christmas party. We were talking the other day about our Galentine's event. Like, we're just excited and it's exciting to see all these people again. And because, you know, I don't want to call and be like, Hey, who do you know? Like, who do you know that wants to buy or sell and invest in real estate? Like, that's not me. I'm not going to call and ask that. <laughs> so, but I do want to stay top of mind so that when you think of a realtor, you think of me. Absolutely. And I love, like, that is something that is so true. It's a lot easier to be authentic with people that you already have shown your value. And just invest in continuing to remind them that you are there for them instead of that, you know, oh, I had a really great experience with like, I know it, it went good. I can't remember that person's name, but that's what I think right. about a lot of arguably like, and I have no shame in this. I would think that I'm the hardest years I'm going to work to create my mortgage career are going to be the first like. 10 years, mm -hmm. because at that point, I, I'm like mm -hmm. you, I want to leverage back to leveraging. I want to leverage the relationship I've already earned. I've essentially done a job interview with my clients when I have taken them through the loan process. Why in the world would I not continue to nurture that relationship and show that I right. can be a value in between to like to like actual home loan financing show, like continue to educate them, continue to help them, you know, at, proactively try to be an asset in their whole financial portfolio. Mm -hmm. And it should be easier from here because if I do that every year and I keep taking care of the clients that I have and every year I have more clients, like I'm trying to work. I think everybody's trying to retire. Like in my mind, that's how, yes. you know, us that we work uh, commission only. That's kind of like our version of retirement is not having to pound the payment so hard. Right. One thing I thought I made a note of this just because though you start leveraging your time. So like I've got Joel who has just, I could sing his praises. Like I'm so excited about <laughs> this actually coming to fruition <laughs> because I just, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that worked that way. And he's already got stuff done. Like I said, yeah. I him hauled around about for two years, but that doesn't mean that it's going to come out perfect. Yeah. And he's been a good reminder of that. And I have to right. like, keep speaking myself like that over into my life. Cause like, just like today, like I have no idea where I recorded home. This is the first time I've recorded at home, you know? <laughs> so why would I think that like this, this shouldn't be the first, this shouldn't be the best recording I have at my house. And then it's like, right. yeah, after I get my podcast off the ground, maybe six months down the road, if I can get some sponsorships, <laughs> some, you know, some, <laughs> some people in my corner that believe in how you get there with me, maybe then I can like make a lot of good lighting in my home office. But for now, yeah. until it's like, freezing out. I guess I'll yeah. be sitting outside because I think I've just like figured out what works for <laughs> what works for now. Let's see here. What were, I have a note. All it says is mind blowing. <laughs> I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know what I thought was mind blowing. That's all I wrote down. Maybe I was typing that it was mind blowing that this is like our second episode and that I was just telling you about this before we went live, but that it's funny that the same things I thought about a little bit, like at the first of this year, I'm thinking about again, because one of the other things that 
this reminds me of is like people that are craving that self-development, that internal audit and trying to make like small things in their life better to have more time, to have more time for joy, for you, you know, for whatever, like family, whatever they're missing. Like that is truly like the people that how you get there has been made for. And so it's cool to think like people like us are really who I'm trying to reach. And those are the people that this is going to resonate with anyways. Just like, it's cool how it feeds into like, well, obviously, like I'm making something I would listen to and that that's going to be the audience and that they're going to get as much out of it as like we would because they like this stuff. Kimberly, we had talked um, about initially just about a time in your life when you had no idea what was next for you and that it's, you know, you're to a point where you're seeing a lot of things come to fruition. And I want to pull back the curtain a little bit on like, well, how you get there. Like you have created a business. You People comment all the time about you're always on vacation. You're doing all these things. And I love it. And I would like if you would like, I think that's a compliment that like that you're that you're adventuring enough that like people notice, you know, but I want to demystify like people say to you, oh, it must be nice or whatever. Well, how do you get there? You know, how do you Ugh. figure that out? Yeah. And if you'll tell us what you really think. I would, I would love to know. I mean, I know a little <laughs> bit, but you know, tell me again, you are really moving and grooving with like your work-life ba balance, you know, like you've got a successful business. You seem like you manage your time. Well, you are able to go on vacation and like still, especially like be producing and um, you go on vacation and you tell people you're gone. I know I went through a season where like I tried to slink away and not act like I was gone because I was scared people weren't going to call me or, you know, I don't just all the things. And so if you want to speak to that too, I think that that's really why I was asking. But if you want to kind of tell us the whole thing, I love that too. So I had a job before um, working in ag technology. I was a <laughs> assistant to a sales team and I used to cry on Sunday nights thinking about going to work on Mondays, <laughs> you know, the Sunday scaries. And I uh, got fired from that job. I think we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> Walking with a friend and she's like, you know, I always thought if uh, I wouldn't or if something happened with my job, I'd go into real estate. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And so I did. And, you know, when I first got started, I would answer the calls on girls weekends trips, I would do, you know, I would leave my family dinner to go answer a phone call or whatnot. And when you're first getting started, it's really hard not to be that pop tart agent <laughs> where you just pop up and go do whatever, you know, you know, I understand that there's a learning curve there, but I think once I finally said, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, yes, I can have a phone call and a lead coming through and I can tell them, Hey, I'm at dinner. I'm going to call you back in about an hour. And honestly, if they're not the type of people to respect that, then I don't think I want to work with them anyway. You know, when did you get to that point? So I had a friend, um, I don't know if you've met her or not. She's actually, um, one of our regional directors for, uh, the Kentucky realtors, but she and I were in this leadership program together and granted, I don't have any kids. I don't have that whole balance side to worry about yet. But she talked about how she was actually on a radio show and 
for a radio interview and her daughter came with her, the host asked the daughter, well, what do you, how do you like your mom being in real estate? It must be fun. And the daughter said, she just tells us to shush all the time. And the, yeah, you did. she was just like mortified, <laughs> but she was like, you know, I realized when they're working on their homework or we're sitting at dinner and I get a phone call, I take that phone call and then I'm telling them to shush. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be that person, not necessarily just with kids, but like in general, like if you're at dinner and you get a phone call and you take it, like, aren't you kind of saying that that person on the phone is more important than the people that you're sitting at your table with, you know? Absolutely. And I would say that was probably 2017-ish. So I got my license in 2015. And I know you and I talked about this just the other day about like, it's okay if you're not number one. Like if you are working enough to fulfill the life that you want and stuff, then who cares if you're number one or Mm. not? Because I'm doing enough business right now to fund the life that I want, you know? And, you know, I go on work trips, I go on vacation. We try to like marry the two together. Like if we're having a work trip, we go like my husband usually try to go with me or whatnot. But I I love, I don't love it. I hate it when people say like, must be nice. Like that tone of like, you know, I'm jealous or whatever. It's just like, it is nice, but also you didn't see the work that goes in behind it. And, you know, I, I feel like once I set up all my, uh, it's still a work in progress, but setting up systems and structure and models and everything to follow, like that was a big time leverager. Cause I don't have to rethink the wheel every time. So I've got like a checklist of everything from when it's going, when I get a call to list a house to the buyer calling me all the way to past the closing time of, you know, different processes and stuff. I don't want to have to rethink that. And so using, you know, leveraging those lists and stuff versus my mind power of brain power of having to think about it every time makes a huge difference and just keeping everything running smooth and being able to go on trips and stuff. You know, I'm a lender that I tell realtors or other people all the time. I operate a lot more like a realtor. If like you didn't look at technically what I was doing than a banker. Mm -hmm. I love learning from you all because I feel so strongly that I'm running a parallel business. So I think if you're a lender listening to this, that wants to have your own personal brand as a lender, if you do not have realtors in your corner that you can spitball ideas with, you need to find some because I have learned so much more from realtors that I talk with business with truly than like the mortgage coaching I've been on. Like no offense to the mortgage coaching I've been on, but it's all just so technical or it's about Mm -hmm. like, you know, sales is a numbers game. Like it's stuff and it's, they're not wrong, but it's not holistically like more like woo wooey of like, Right. So do you love your life? Do you love your business? Have you like curated a business that is more in line with like what you want to run? And that's where you show people how to treat you. So like on that first call, if you let somebody not call, correct me, I said it wrong. 
You teach people how to treat you. Thank you. Okay. You teach, teach people how to treat you. Yeah. You teach people how to treat you. So yeah. So if like you have a five o'clock, like, and I, I, this is, you know, especially starting mortgage in 2020, where we were just trapped in our house, like, and there were no boundaries. I think this was especially hard because it's like, <laughs> I didn't have anything else going on. But you know, if that person doesn't call you at like, if I have a six o'clock call and I know, and I'm always glad to do, like, I love that one of my, you know, I would say like pillars of who I am in business of I don't work banker hours. So, but also if you don't answer my six o'clock call and then you call me back at 830, you know, I, I would be before the one running out to answer that call. And it's like, well, I just taught that person that if they don't honor the time frame that we mutually agree upon, I'm going to just answer anyways. And it's like, would they like it if I did that to them? Yeah. No, they'd call somebody else. Oh. And so it's just, that's such a good lesson. <sighs> Not being number one, like this is going to be a whole episode <laughs> of its own <laughs> because your girl, yeah. I struggle with that. But here's <laughs> the thing too, is I have really done some self-reflecting about I, for a long time, have had, and I just like anybody else, but I think what makes me different too, and what may, I, so many things have that I haven't shared with anybody yet, but like I was thinking while I was driving the other day, like one thing of why I have uncommon growth is because I'm willing to admit some stuff I struggle with that nobody else or very few people are even willing to admit it's a problem. Some of it is like, you know, even like something as simple as like food and alcohol. Um, others is like this right here where like I'm willing to admit that like for as long as I can remember, I've had my identity tied up in certain things. And, you know, in high school, it, it was, it was accolades. Like I would, I'm just, I'm so, I'm competitive to my core and it is a, it is a core, core part of who Rachel is, but at the same time, it's there's a healthy version, unhealthy version. And in high school, I think it's kind of normal. It's like, you know, you're competing in this in sports or you're competing in this and this club and that club. And then I went to Murray State and just like kicked it in overdrive because I was like, you know, thinking about going to Murray State since I was like 10 and like all the things I wanted to do when I got there. So I'm like checking off stuff on my list and like doing all the things. And then like being in Murray, it's kind of back to the thing of like stuff you hear all the time. I mean, my whole identity for four years was, oh, homecoming queen. Oh, Miss Murray State. Like it wasn't just my collegiate peers. It was everybody in my mom, dad's, my dad's one of 10. Like I had all these people and like so lovingly in my corner that they were just like, this is who you are, Rachel. This is all of who you are. We're so mm -hmm. proud of you. This is what makes you important. This is what makes you you. And it's then you graduate and you lose that. And then I'm like, where the heck does all this energy go? Like, who am I? And I I kind of um, allude to that in my trailer of this. And that's really what got me down this whole self-discovery journey. But one of the big things that I'd never really started working on was letting go of letting or choosing to not let being the best define who I am or not having to see everything as a competition. But I think part of that too is I was just jonesing for something else to sink my teeth into. And I hated, I'm like you, before I was in real estate, when after ag didn't work out, I like was in a cubicle and I 
whoo, I was like upset every time I had to go in there. I didn't <laughs> want to go back. I mean, I just, it was just not for me. Mm-hmm. And so after I got into mortgage and I like started realizing like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like mortgages, like I tell people all the time, it's like a Sudoku puzzle every day with like every person's different. Cause like you fix this over here and then this gets jacked up <laughs> or it's like so easy that it's just really like, and then truly there's sometimes such a low bar of like what people, no offense, but I guess if you take offense, like you're part of the problem, but like people, there's like very few people that do my job that do it well. So the not complicated people, they're like, wow, this was so easy. And I'm like, me too. I'm thinking the same thing. It's so easy. So it was like so rewarding. (laughs) And it was just such like an adrenaline shot that I'm like, okay, Rachel and mortgage, this is my new thing. Like I've lost everything else. This is it. And so I started pouring into that. And then I roll into Mm -hmm. this year, 2023. And I like, am kind of been unleashed from the big bank world. I have like more control over Rachel Denson as a brand. And then I feel like I'm almost like, you know, a little baby bird opening her eyes for the first time of like, there's this whole world to explore. But then it was almost like, okay, now I've got to be the best really at all this. And like, now I have, now I'm like, have feel like I've been unbound from not being able to do all the things mortgage. So like now I should really kill it because now I'm at this company that aligns with my values. We can do a lot for more people. We just do home loans. Like all this works out. Like now I should just kill it. And then I just realized like, but I want to start a podcast (laughs) and like, I want to have a life. And (laughs) if I want like all these other things, when am I going to wait to be happy until I'm number one? Or can I be happy that I've built this wonderful life that aligns with all of who I am? And I, every day wake up and that's a struggle every day. And so I love that you said that and like that I have you in my corner to remind me of that because like I said, like I think you run one of the best like real estate businesses that I know. And I'm fortunate that you've kind of poured like pulled back the curtain to share it with me. I think like, you know, I love all of what you're doing to just make everything easier for you on your clients, like be a well-oiled machine, be primed to like grow a team because you've got like all this figured out. Like I just, I nerd out on like what all you've created. And I mean, like you said, like that doesn't necessarily mean that like if we looked at the MLS right now that you're number one on the list, but do we need that? No, I'm not number one in my company, but like I took three weeks of vacation this year and like actually didn't work because I have aligned myself with a team that supports me while I'm out. Like, why are we wearing this? Like you said, as a badge of honor to say, yeah, the way I've grown my business is I never don't answer my phone. Like that is not what I want for myself. Well, and I was talking to somebody, we were looking at like the MLS and I'm like, okay, so this person might've done this much in volume, but like, okay, how much did they pay for Zillow leads to get there? Or how much did they, how much did they have to work? Or, you know, what were they doing? Like, while I was on a cruise last week, like, I love that you said that too, about like, you don't see how much like money is going out. Like, does like, doesn't necessarily like revenue doesn't mean profit. And that's, uh, and that's a profit in like invaluable, intangible things too. You know, the reality is too, I think anybody that's listening to this, we can both attest and anybody I think you've probably talked to that is like feeling like they've got some of this figured out. You got to pay your dues. Like you got to have some kind of sense of security in what you've built before you can stop like 
answering the phone and and nobody's path is the exact same like i went on a bachelorette party this summer and i knew without a shadow of a doubt like i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna have to work half the day i will see y'all later at the beach like i never went on that vacation thinking oh i'm gonna unplug and it's just like no because it's not worth it to me because you do have to think of that like i know i do of how much energy and this applies to so many things this could also be a whole nother episode how much energy is some am i overthinking something up here versus just doing it and so for me, I'd rather just like work for half the day than try to make myself lay on the beach and be like, yeah, I'm having fun, but I'm thinking about all the things I should be doing and still get Saturday and Sunday at Gulf Shores. Yeah, right. <laughs> even when I was on the cruise, I still like checked my email twice a day. I even put it in my, you know, vacation responder. I'll be checking email twice a day, you know, put it on my voicemail. But then also I made sure to take the steps before I went to look at like, okay, here's my pipeline. And here I'm going, I've got people set up for them to contact so they don't have to contact me and found out when I got back, like two of the people went to look at houses with two agents that I had set up for them and we just help each other out. So, you know, it's like, take the, take the steps you can to handle what you control in the front end and then deal with what you have to do on the trip, but also don't let it, you know, envelope your time and take over everything. Right. Yes. And this is a perfect segue into the other thing you said that I wanted to loop back to, which is there is, you sent me a video at the first of the year that I love and like, I'm still working on, but Jared James has a, a YouTube video about basically like, there is so much buzz and it's so true about like video marketing and different things like that. But it's basically like, None of that matters if you don't have your database and you haven't mined your database and you don't have like a clean database with clean data. Like, and that goes back to like you just said about pipeline management of you have got to, when you ha take the time to do like the really not fun stuff, once again, that I know like for me, nobody else could do other than me because some of it's coming back through and like, checking back in on people or making the time to be like, okay, this person decided not to buy right now. Or like, unfortunately this person bought and like use somebody else for financing. Like if you have already put in the work to have like your short hit list of like the, you know, I'm going to just say like 20 serious, serious people that you know, like are going to call you while you're out the next week, it is really a lot easier to make intentional touches with them to say, hey, this is what's going on. I'm out. And then let the general stuff and also clear as kind, like let the general stuff on your voicemail and your out of office that's general but specific serve everybody else, even if it's that person that like, oh, you haven't talked to in three months because they told you they signed another lease and couldn't buy for a year or something, you know, but that goes back to just like I said, the whole, like, I love that you sent that to me and what you've created. And I really, what I'm trying to really get uh, ironed out in the next, like what, 45 days. I really would like to feel like I'm like done with my little one-time data projects by January. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, trying to iron out time for those. Cause if you do them once, it's so much easier to keep caught up, but like building it, is the hard part. Okay, well, we're gonna move on to our, one of our reoccurring segments, uh, what I call release or recommit. This is a segment that we talk about either we're going to 
recommit to something that is important to us that we say that we say is important to us or we're going to release it. I got the word release from my cousin Katie is married to coach Steve Prom with the Murray State Racer head coach men's basketball. And one time he said something in one of his like motivational talks. She probably she probably doesn't remember maybe but I totally had a class with uh, her when we were in college and it we had weightlifting class together because I think we I both needed that. like an hour or whatever. And we both were That's the only fun. girls in that class. I, so I don't know if she remembers me or not, but we, we totally had that class together. <laughs> She's awesome. I really wouldn't be surprised if she had. She's one of the most just down to earth, like chill people I know. I love it. But Steve said one time, you got to release what doesn't align. And actually, I didn't hear him say that. My mom loved it so much. She wrote it on a sticky note. And so she told me about it and like she says it all the time and I adopted it because sometimes you have got to just accept and like this is another segment that I'm going to spring on you. We're going to do, we've got two segments we're going to do, but that you just have to sometimes release stuff that you're like, I use, I thought this was important to me or I want this, you know, I wanted this, but I'm going to release it. So I'll go first to kind of give you my example of, of releasing and how you get there, listeners. If you want to put in the comments what you want to release or recommit to, I would love to hear. So my mom is like the best. She's really good at cleaning. Like I just feel, and I honestly think it's one of those things where I have a little bit of trigger trauma, I think, of that like my house is never clean enough for my mom <laughs> and my laundry is never done enough for my mom because like I hold her on like such a high pedestal on both of those things. So when we bought our house in November of 2021, it, we lived in a condo before that. And so in a lot of ways, like in my mind, I felt like I really had never like really had a house to take care of. And so I was like, mom, I want you to write out for me. What do you do? Cause I'm really going to try to like, just do what you do. Cause your goals, like this is, I want to, I want to, <laughs> if you're willing to tell me, and sometimes I'm really bad about willing to take advice from my mom. Sometimes I blow her off and I'm like, oh, quit. Like, don't, I'm not asking for your opinion. And I thought, no, I'm going to be really like lean in to good daughter, Rachel. I'm like, mom, teach me your ways. So <laughs> she wrote it all down for me. And guess what, Kimberly? It's set in my junk drawer <laughs> and I didn't touch it. So I ended up just admitting one day after I was, it was on Instagram on an Instagram story. I was like, I'm releasing this. I threw it in my trash can. I was like, I'm never going to do this stuff. I'm never like, if I have time for something, like there've been plenty of times where like I have this or that, that I make time for. It is never cleaning, never cleaning my house. Um, I know it needs to be cleaned. I was a little like, but it just, you know, always feels like another thing to do. And it just takes so long. Like I just, it just felt like I was a losing battle. So I found a, I like, I, a name fell into my lap. So I called her and she was just starting her business. And I was like, this is just all the more sign that I want to like support her. We met, like we got along and now I have somebody coming to clean my house every single week. And it's amazing. And so in this case, I two for. I released myself from thinking I'm ever going to be somebody that figures out how to clean my house and also do other stuff. And then also I leveraged my time and just let's, cause I know she does it. She does it way better and quicker than if I even were to get close to the level of like good that she's doing. It would take, I mean, I would never need to have Saturday plans ever again. Right. 
And now I'm just too plugged in, like in a good way. Like I, on Sundays, like I'm super plugged in with my church these days. So like, I don't just go to church. Like I go to my church, I serve, like, you know, I have a whole, mm -hmm. like basically half like little, like personal work day just by what I want to invest my time into on the weekends. And then, you know, my Saturdays, I've always got stuff going on. And so every single, it's like one of those recurring things that every single time the weekend rolls around, I'm like, Oh, I'm so thankful I've chosen to do this for myself. I just didn't realize how much mental energy it was taking of like, oh, I should be doing this, but I'm not. So you and I have the same house cleaner. I know that much. Yes. So do you want to re release or recommit? Well, I want to ask you something about yours first. So okay. you, um, do you have her come on like the, what day of the week do you ever come? Because I have her come on Fridays because I love to hit my weekend mm -hmm. starting with a clean house. But I know some people are like, why wouldn't you have her at the beginning of the week? So curious, what do you have Monday, Friday, what day? She comes on Monday okay. and really we decided Monday because I felt like Mondays most of the time were days I was out of my house. Mm -hmm. And so that was um, something that like I gave thought to um, and now it just works for us. And it really like, I, I don't know. I feel like I keep it pretty well picked up enough that it still feels good by the weekend. But like we have book club here. We're also in the same book club next Tuesday. And I will say it's kind of, I'm sure it's like what you feel like on Fridays because I'm really excited. She's going to come clean on Monday before y'all are here on Tuesday. But I, I have just like in per, in normal Rachel fashion, I have jumped in like a hundred and ten percent, and she's coming every week because she was like, "Your dog hair is out of control." Like she basically just said, "I'm going to be here just as long if I come every two weeks as I if I came every week." I'm like, "Come on, let's go, right. let's just do it." Yeah. So I like that kind of makes it feel like it just feels good. This is good on Friday because it doesn't get very dirty between Monday and Friday. So, okay. Release or recommit, Kimberly, what you going with? So since you did release, I will do a recommit okay. because at the very beginning of the year, like I would say January through probably September, I was diligent about the first of the month, every having my, every, always having my 411 done, which is one yearly goal, one monthly goal, and then your four weeks. And what are you doing those four weeks? You know, what are your actions to achieve that monthly goal and your yearly goal? So I want to recommit to getting that done. I mean, I had it like, these are my monthly items, like simple things, reconciling my checkbook, which my accountant loves me now because like at the end of the year, I don't have to go back and do all the like finding receipts and stuff. So like my monthly tasks of reconciling my checkbook, weekly task of looking like, classifying my mileage. I'm trying to think what are my, like I send out anniversary cards or birthday cards, like doing that once a month at the end of the month. Like I had my things that I was set and I need to get back to recommitting to using those and doing them to stay on track. Cause you know, you let your busyness stuff. Has stuff slipped? Yes. Cause you, you know, like you let your busyness get in the way of like, doing those things that you were doing to maintain your business and then you get behind and yeah. So yes. Yeah, so some of those have slipped. So I'm going to recommit to doing that and uh, kicking off, you know, ending the year on a strong note with it and then kicking off 2024 with it. Are you going to stick with that structure for 2024? 
I think so, because it's worked well for me. We have our team meeting every Monday and, you know, Jessie has one too for herself mm-hmm. for, you know, what she's going to do this week, you know, all, every week and whatnot. So I love that. Okay. So one thing, a new segment that I am introducing that we haven't recorded on an episode yet, something I'm calling forever identity. We're evolving identity. So kind of in the same note of like, if you want to tell, like, tell me something either that is a forever identity, like something that just really makes Kimberly, Kimberly and something that you want to keep, you want to stick to and like keep making time for because it's going to stay as part of your identity or an evolving identity of like something else that you've, that you're growing into that you either want to grow into or is like a new identity that you're taking on or is one that like you're shedding and letting go and letting be in a season of the past. Oh man, you really put me on the spot on this one. I haven't even, that's like a deep question. Where how you how you get there? We cut through the small talk and we get to the hard stuff. Intentional, vulnerable conversations, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> Forced, <laughs> right? Like okay, so my husband, he is so intentional about his leadership development that he has like a plan. He knows exactly. Like he reads all of these books, like his Christmas list, his mom and his sister were like, these are only things to help you learn. And he's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? But, you know, I, um, I could take a a lesson from him on creating more of a leadership identity, because as I do grow my team, I'm gonna, whether I like it or not, I'm going to be in that role of being a leader and not just a manager, but like a leader and, I love that. Yeah. I I guess kind of evolving that a little bit more. So it's definitely different than just necessarily the stuff that you already pour into about creating, you know, like all the things that I know that you take time to listen to, like nonfiction wise about development. But yeah, leadership is a whole nother beast. Okay. I love that. Um, I think I'm going to go with a forever identity today because it, this is the two really things that have been on my psyche that I know it's just like less work to just do them. And I they make me happy. So like I should just do them instead of, you know, him hawing around, which obviously here we are, podcast, huge huge thing. Like I told you today, I'm like, yep, not a great day for it, but we're going to make time for it because if the last time I recorded was the first of November and I made a commitment to try to get one done a week. And I'm like, I'm already starting. I'm not going to get behind. But anyways, that's not even my one, but my forever identity is I am a runner. I love to run. There is a part of me that, especially when I'm having a great run, I feel like the purest version of myself. Like I just, I, that's all I can say is like, I'm running. I feel good. I'm like, I just feel so Rachel. I feel so like me. I feel just empowered and strong and happy. Like running is, it's something that it just, it's, it takes, it's, it's not a quick task. You know, it's, um, sometimes like hard logistically. And that's where, uh, one thing I did to like 
recommit to this forever identity is I got myself a Planet Fitness membership, which okay. if you live in Callaway County, Kentucky, like that's the hottest gossip on the street right now. Knowing that you got a membership, maybe I'll go get a membership too and we can see each other there, but do our own things. So... <laughs> Girl, I got sucked in to the VIP membership. Like I just skipped, once again, I skipped $10 a month on $24 a month, but you can go to any Planet Fitness. And here's the thing, because it's another very Rachel thing is like, I'm way better in so many aspects on both ends of the spectrum, all or nothing. Mm -hmm. That is a lot easier for me and my mind to stick to, to, and to like, process less mental gymnastics of of either all or none than some like so for me what my thought was is I've just made it like a non-negotiable if I'm going into town and I haven't like made if I haven't like exercised before I left my house like I'm going to go stop at Planet Fitness before I come home that's a really good idea like yeah. I'm trying to make it like a non-negotiable. If I've not gotten myself exercised before I leave, then I'm going to do it before I get back through my door. Because this time of year, you know, it's November, so it's getting darker by the day. Or it's getting darker earlier by the day. If you're a runner, and once again, forever identity of runner, like I'm, even though mine is different than like my Aunt Rose, who like is so, is so a whole nother level of forever runner. Like she'll run in the dark outside <laughs> with her vest, her thing, all the things. But also like I've realized that I'm a lot happier and feel a lot more like the Rachel I want to be by just like parking at Planet Fitness and getting my butt inside and just running on the treadmill than like trying to get an extra brownie point for like running outside in the elements. Like, no, because that kind of sucks the fun out of it for me when I have to like, after I've had to do so much mental work all day, like my brain is tired. I don't want to think about like what route I'm going to take. I don't want to be worried about like, if I'm going to run into a dog, I don't want to like think, okay, do I have my headlamp? Do I have my arid, like Everest? What is iridescent? Is that the right word? Sure. Vest, you know, <laughs> the, like, yes. The reflective. It, like, is the neon reflective. thing. Like, that you put on. So, if, yes, thank you. Yeah, which, if you're, once again, I'm a runner. I know you should do all those things if you're running outside. So, like, I can't just, like, bebop around in the dark and not be worried because I know better. So, it's just easier for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm not that kind of runner. Not an outside runner, but I am a runner. So, I'm going to stop at Planet Fitness. And, like, I went in and they were like, so, what are you here for? And I was like, I just run. I'm trying to stretch. Like you can skip all the other stuff. Like I know I probably should do the other stuff. I don't. Maybe I will some. Um, the place is cool. Like it's got this whole, have you been in there yet? Uh-uh. It's really neat. It's got this whole little thing where you can go do like a 30 minute workout. And like there's a uh, red, yellow, and green light that tell it goes in often 60 second increments. So once again, back to like no brain, like I'm all about exercise with no brain power. Like it, you just, all you have to do is like watch that. And it tells you like how long you should be on the machine. And then like the break in between gives you enough time to like clean it and move on. And if you do this little obstacle, it's 30 minutes of like full body workout. That's cool. It's great. So if you just wanted to, like, if all you have to do is get there, get there, 
walk back there and start. And you don't have to think about what exercise, like you just got to follow the rules. And like everything has like a little QR code so you can like scan stuff. Yeah. I'm into it. So that's my forever identity. So yeah, I'm a runner. Yeah. Is it, so you remind me of, um, is it atomic habits that they talk about when you're wanting to start a new habit, you just take on that identity of, I've never read that. It's on my audible. What? So that should be next. Cause right now I'm finishing the happier project. I know. What? (laughs) You definitely, I think think I'm going to read it again for 2024 because I read it before and I'm like, all right, I've got a hard copy somewhere, but, but yeah. Oh, that's such a good one. Like, and it talks about, you know, not just like building that habit, but like take on that identity. Like, yeah, definitely. That's a good one. So you just reminded me of it when you said that. Okay. That'll be next. So I'm listening to the happier project by Gretchen Rubin right now, which I've had for a while, but she is actually, and I'm super excited. It's probably going to already be started by the time this airs, but she is doing like a group happiness project and I'm like a super fan. So I actually got it for like 60% off. So it's only like two seventy five for the year. So I'm like, that's my little coaching gift that I'm giving myself this year. Like last year, Rach splurged big on some coaching. Okay. <laughs> like I told you, I'm like, so this year I'm like, no, this is back to like the roots of Rachel, you know, instead of like trying to push myself out of my box, like, nope, I'm going to be with Gretchen and people that like love the happiness project. I've listened to the book now. And so she's going to walk through like everybody through another happiness project, like as a group. And it has like two different options every time. So you're not necessarily glued and it's audio. So you don't have to be on like webcam or anything, which I love because that's hard for me. And I know for you too, because we just, our schedules change all the time. So we can't always block out like, oh, I'll always be on my coaching call at this time. Yeah. Okay. We're going to wrap up. We are going to end with a self-care tip. And as a reminder, I'm totally going to not like, I'm going to say this, but then I'm going to kind of fall into the stereotype. Self-care is not necessarily grooming. It can be and just something indulgent that is in my, I'm all about micro self-care. I should even say, I probably need to update the, the segment because it's something that is just normal, ordinary life. Like you can go to Walmart and get it or it's easy to tang. Like you could do it today after you listen to this and see the, you know, positive effects. So that it's a, it's a wide, wide range. However, I'm going to fall into the stereotype of my self-care tip for the week is if you are like me and you struggle with finding makeup that matches your face, which I like the last three makeups I've gotten have either been too light and I look like a little like doll from the 1950s. (laughs) I'm like so pale. I look like I've never seen like sunshine and then I just bronzer myself to death or it's like too dark. And then I feel like I'm back in middle school where I like have to like blend really good, but I actually have on what I'm talking about today because I have found the perfect, like super light, but a little bit of coverage foundation. And I was brave and I tried it. It's from Tarte and I got it 40% off and I got a travel size. So it was like, feel like I feel a lot less wasteful if I don't end up liking it because I am just still, I'm on a constant pursuit of trying to figure out what 
face makeup I like to use. I've not found a go-to yet. And that applies to anything, like anything new, especially cosmetics that you want to try. Get a travel size, even if you're not traveling, because it's probably cheaper. And if you're like me and you care about waste, it is at least a way to know, like free yourself from the guilt of like, okay, I hate this. I'm just going to toss it because I can't like hardly do that. Like I've ipsy stuff I've had for seven years and I can't throw away. This is not my tip, but just kind of going off of what you were saying, I switched over to, this is not like, I don't sell this. <laughs> <Love that laughs> this manifest. Is, they're not sponsoring this yet, but I switched over to Saint makeup and it's all in one compact. So it's like, you don't have all these extra pieces of like your bronzer and your foundation. And so it's all in one. Is this a little thing that twists? No, but I've seen that too. I want too. that for my office. I know what you're talking about, but I'm actually going to get like a smaller compact and have one in my office or in my bag for the stuff that I use. But like, it's amazing. So anyway, it's all in one thing. You don't have to have like eyeshadows and blushes I love and bronzers that. and contour and everything. Like, it's great. So <laughs> it's funny. I actually texted um, mutual friends of ours the other day, like a couple weeks ago when I started doing this. Like, I started washing my face as soon as I get home. Like, when I know I'm home for the day. and like started taking the makeup off, do all that stuff. So that way when we're Isn't done like, eating yes. and watching TV and then going to bed, all I have to do is brush my teeth and go to bed. Like I've already washed my face. It's wonderful. And so I guess that goes into like a bigger picture of like, I start thinking about like my future self. Yes. <laughs> like future Kimberly is going to be really happy that she washed her face. You know, future Kimberly is going to be really happy that she put her bag together and already put it in the car the night before. So having that like mindset of like my future self. I love that. I love that. I don't do that all the time, but I am good about like, if I come home and I've exercised, like last night we had company for Monday night football. I went ahead and showered, got totally ready for bed, just had like on a like little like one step above pajama kind of outfit. Forget I'm like, you're in my house at 715. Like, this is what you get. I love that. And the whole uh, concept of like, not even that it feels good in the moment, but like Kimberly in two hours is really going to be thankful. So my question, I want to end on this one question because I'm really curious. And, and anybody tell me about your experience. So, because I got back um, the makeup thing, because this is what I was, we talked before we went live and I was like, I'm not even going to ask you because I want to hear your answer organically. This is it. Have you ever like sat down at Dillard's and been like, do my makeup, match my face? Like speaking of no makeup, I'm like, do they take it off of you when you walk in there? Do you have to walk bare face? Yes. Like I have so many questions. It stresses me <laughs> out, but I think like that would probably solve my whole issue. I'm definitely not brave enough to do it, but you said yes. So tell me about it. So, okay. In high school, we used to go all the time to the makeup counter. Like, I'm sure they hated us because we were like those teenagers who weren't going to really buy anything, you know. But that's so funny. So, so sorry back in the day. I did buy some Clinique products. But, yeah, we'd sit down and, like, they would do that. But also, if you go to Ulta, they do that, too. They'll help you match your foundation. And they'll, like, take it off and then, like, take a little spot off and then match it back on or okay. whatever. So. I've never been brave enough to ask. Okay, I have never done that, but that goes for like growing up in Murray without a mall. So, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of How You Get There. Like, 
share, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, follow on YouTube, and please join us again next week for our next episode. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, Kimberly. Thank you for joining me this week. I hope this episode met you where you were at and it's given you your own clarity on steps forward for how you get there. Wherever and whatever that is, it is important and your dreams matter. I would love to connect with you personally. You can email me at howyougetthere at gmail.com or you can find me at Rach Ross Denson on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Threads, and X. Will you please take a few seconds to subscribe, rate, and review How You Get There wherever you listen to your podcast? Please know you are playing a part in making my dream come to life. And for that, I am so grateful. Don't forget, if where you want to go in the future involves a home loan, I would love to help you. Find me on Instagram at Rachel Denson underscore MLO to learn from my videos or use the link in the bio to schedule a one-on-one consultation with me. Hope to see you back here next week where we'll keep talking all about how you get there.